This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan is still missing, and our heroes are trying to free Neverwinter from the grasp of the Unseen Hand and the forces of Greywater. But will Paul Carr side with our heroes or his old friends? Will the voice in Quinny's head try to sabotage our heroes' efforts? Will Chad Underbottom chase them down before they can even find friggin' Carmine Falstaff? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. I go rip off a legitimate business and take like all their advertising and marketing <laughs> material and I bring it back to dress up our wagon. Okay, great. So you're now a uh, Shag Nasty's promotional wagon. Perfect. It says try our new remote locations and it's got various locations around the, the world. The remote in- version is called Porn Hut uh, and it's available for you to stream porno wherever you're waiting. This is the mobile version, so it's actually oh, yeah. called the Shaggin Wagon. Well, this is the Shaggin Wagon, but we're promoting Porn Hut where you, where you can watch through a, a, a screen what's happening in a real Shag Nasty's. <laughs> okay, great. All right. I'll allow it. You know Any what? room in your home can now become a porn hut. So you wheel the wagon. I think you probably ditched the battle wagon, even with the stuff, just somewhere where you can park it for a bit. So it's it's out of the way. I got to ask you, how's the criminal network in Neverwinter now that it's under well, occupation? Neverwinter is looking pretty rough. It seems the invasion was not... Peaceful? Peaceful, yeah. yeah. You can see there's a lot of blast scoring on buildings. Uh, there's huge chunks missing from walls. A lot of the taller buildings have taken massive damage. There's still, you know, some fires in and around. You can see unseen hand levelry everywhere. However, currently you see mostly gray water, but you're also starting to see other mercenary companies. So Butthole and Polka, you'd recognize these as several other factions and syndicates. Uh, You can see their troops and it seems like predominantly mercenaries walking the streets. Nice. I look to Quinny. We'd heard Carmine Falstaff might be behind some of the resistance here. Maybe we should go make a classy old upside-down hat visit. Should be able to track him down pretty easily and book a meeting with my criminal contact skill. All right, so Quinny, you go ahead and roll me a criminal contacts roll. Polko, can you roll me an insight check, please? You want sure. me to add charisma for that? Sure. 13. That's 12. 12. Quinny, you're actually alarmed to find that your criminal network has collapsed. Oh. Um, there are so few civilians here. The civilians who are here all seem to be here on purpose. There's not a lot of average Joes. No sign of one-eyed stink or not Peter Baelish or nothing, nope. eh? No signs. No pickpocketing when everybody's living in oppression. Weirdly, the civilian populace almost seems to be the mercenaries. It's not like people on patrol. It's like people going about their, their business. That's like a thief's nightmare. Yeah, this, like, is, this is pretty rough for you. Yeah, And Polka, for you, this tracks a bit with some of the things you'd heard Commander Potatoes mention just in passing. But there had been some talk of trying to unify the syndicates and some talk of, of kind of finding a place in the world for mercenaries and seeing all these other groups here. It seems like he's advanced his plans a lot faster than than what you'd expected. Is he straight up buying them or is he just trying to flatter them into saying that he could be part of the Greywater Syndicate? Like, geez, I would have worried about watering down what used to be a pretty effective outfit with some of these lesser mercenary companies. I mean, geez. Well, and I'm betting some of them are fucking psychopaths because <laughs> Greywater's 
pretty organized, but some of these guys are like wear ears as decoration style psychos. Well, I mean, just having the, the fries around are already pretty big departure from the way that it used to be run. And now we got all this bullshit going on here. Uh, I can't yeah. say I approve of any of this. It's shifting from a military unit to a dictatorship with secret yeah. police. Yeah. Me uh, no like. You can also see a wide range of races and species. So there's lizard folk. There's oh, it's uh, not racist about dwarves. It. There's That's better than most elves. dictatorships. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> We're having a professional discussion about the dictatorships we visited as we continue walking. We've seen more than one. Oh, no, for most of them. Fruitless guide to dictatorships. Juniper, for you, this is probably the most racially diverse place you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But you've also never seen a fully militarized city before. That's true. I'm a little bit beside myself right now. I'm taking it all in because this is so wrong to me. Like, people should not live like this. You make your way through town. As you're going, you do start to see some unseen hand as you get deeper into the city. Um, There seem to be patrols. There's definitely guards on rooftops. What you find strangest about them is they seem to be armed with some kind of weapon that you've never seen before. It looks a bit like a crossbow. It looks a bit like a rifle, but it's uh, a lot sleeker. Yeah, it seems to be sort of a sleek, lightweight metal weapon of some sort. It's like a sniper version of a crossbow kind of thing? If uh, we, it just abstractly? You don't see any arrows. You don't see any strings. It looks like a musket, but much more advanced. Mm. <laughs> I look over to Hulk and go, well, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Juniper, can you roll me an, an insight check, please? Sure. 12. 12. These weapons look similar to the injection gun that you had in the, uh, oh. the clinic. This is the same tech that we saw back in Phandalin. But nobody's roided up, so I don't think they're shooting Gnothic blood into people. What do you think? This is like a tranquilizer equivalent? Like just knock Poison people out? could Poison? be anything. All right, what we need to do is and get our hands darts. on one of these weapons so we can get an up-close look at okay. it. Especially you, because you seem to be some kind of firearm expert. This is what uh, I'm saying. I, yeah, okay. I'd like to see what it is. I think we got two steps here. A, we're walking along with like 10 more people than we need right now, and we do not need to be caught up as a group. So I collect the rest of our loyalist Greywater dudes... How much would be like a hotel stay and like an inn for a couple of days? 20 gold, I guess. And how many of them do we have? You wanted it to look as much like the original convoy as possible. It's probably six. Six. And then however many we put as fake prisoners is probably like, what, another six kind of thing? So we got 12 guys. So I give like 100 gold to each of our 12 guys. And I tell them all to go and stay in five nearby inns in this neighborhood so we know where they are. Like we can pull them together. Uh, And just to watch, if we pull up in that battle wagon... Get out on the double. Otherwise, we can swing by and just swing by the bar. Just hang out in the bar through the day, buy a couple of drinks, have a nice time, and I leave them with the cash to do so. So we can move forward, just the four of us, and be a little less conspicuous. Sure. So you do that. They disperse into the town. You can see, as you continue to make your way through, you're keeping an eye out for more of those guards. And you notice only unseen hand troops seem to have these things. Right. As you kind of continue your path through Neverwinter, you can see that uh, Lord Neverember was at least partially successful in his bridge-building project. It's midway done. I'm going to see you skirt the main square because you're still trying to figure shit out. Yeah. As you do so, you can see there's a huge statue to the God of War that's nearing completion. There's sort of scaffolding around it, signal of the unseen hand on, on its chest. As you pass the Hall of Justice, you can see the three judges. Their bodies have been hanging for some time oh. um, outside. So see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, swaying in the wind. And uh, perched at the very top is the head of Lord Neverember. That is grim. This is fucking dark. Huddle up for a very brief second. Uh, <laughs> okay, we're going to the upside down hat. Keep an eye out, everybody, because if we see some asshole with one of those guns by himself or with only one other friend in like an alley, like somewhere quiet, where we can just fucking get him. We do it to get a gun. Yeah. And there's no way that anybody who teams up with the people who will hang judges and shit on fucking walls are good. 
I was thinking as I came in, I was like, is it so bad? And I'm like, yes, whatever this is, fucking bad. Any objections? No, that's that's. I accurate. completely agree. I'm ready to go. There is also no chance that Underbottom was not tipped off to the yeah. fact that we are not legit. We're going to have to come up with some new disguises pretty ASAP because they're going to yeah. be looking for weird gray water For people. sure. So, yeah. We might be able to get help from Carmine. Otherwise, we'll come up with some new ideas. Carmine Falstaff, mm-hmm. for you two who don't know us, is an old school gang lord. We helped him out a long time ago and then... Blah, blah, blah. We heard he's in charge of the resistance. He's a friend. So that's where we're going. Break. <laughs> we turn and keep moving. Cool. You make your way towards uh, the Upside Down Hat Tavern. You can see the Cloak Tower rising in the distance. So it's the, the Mage's Tower. You can see, because it's in the east of Neverwinter, which is the area that uh, Upside Down Hat was, there's a much heavier Unseen Hand presence in this area. Mm. As you go, you can hear people kind of muttering about the unveiling and the rechristening today and how exciting that is. The fact that the, the castle will be open for the first time in in a long time. But it's weird because, again, it's mercenaries having generic townspeople NPC talk, and it's odd. You also see people from different outfits walking and talking together. It's almost like a town full of people dressed like mercenaries who are just going about lives. It's not like the units are... This is that nation that they wanted. Super. Oh, man. What's the point? So you make it to the Upside Down Hat Tavern. As you remember, it was pretty fucked up last time you were here due to uh, Fiddlesworth's influence. Uh, You come in, it's much nicer now. And as you walk in, Carmine himself is behind the bar in an apron. You know, he's still missing an eye from his encounter with Fiddlesworth, but he looks kind of hardy and he's like, oh, uh, friend Greywater, uh, come on in, come on in. We've got a place for you right over here. And he uh, he shows you to a table. We'll sit down. I mean, I'm still a giant red bearded guy. So he knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I'm just like, we'd like a room, one good for conversation. Let's just say uh, you'll be happy to know I don't have a butler to send out to get you anymore, but uh, (laughs) someone will be by to uh, pick you up in a bit. Wonderful. He's halfway to the bar and his shoulders slump. It's that sideshow Bob stepping on a rake like... <laughs> and he goes to the bar and he pours you five drinks. He's like, ha ha ha, Fringo, yes indeed. I see uh, your unit must have traveled to the Southern Dwarf Nations, am I right? Ah, uh, yeah, it was a short trip, but we made it out. You yeah, know? great, great, great. He walks off. And then a few minutes later, you hear some very heavy footfalls. And you can see the bar is full of mercenaries again, just drinking, enjoying themselves. You're very heavy, meaty footfalls. And you turn, and there's just a large, large creature. It looks humanoid, gray skin, yellowish eyes, in a tuxedo, and just says, follow, please. Hello, new friend. Yeah, guys, let's follow. So you start following. You can see that it walks very deliberately, slowly, as though it's heavier than it is. And it kind of leads you into a back room. This room feels a lot more like Carmine. You know, the fucking Sopranos back room where they just hang out. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, and everything's really hipstery. Yeah, yeah, but like super hipstery. There's reclaimed wood chairs from the the exploded pews from the uh, Hall of Justice and like other things. An artisanal chandelier. Made of forks and spoons. The attendant goes and stands by the door and just stares blankly straight ahead without blinking. Anyone else in this room? Nope. It looks like it's Carmine's office. Take a load off. Yeah. He's probably going to be here when he can get here. I'm going to kind of like look around the room. Looks like Carmine's office, although it's hipstery and it's nice, but it feels like a manager's office, not a mobster's office. I'm yeah, looking is at he going the soft or something, or is he going legit? Look at the security. <laughs> this place didn't go soft. I think it's a golem. Are there windows in this room? No, it's buried mm. kind of deep in the bowels of the building. Can we trust Carmine? Yes, yes we've saved his life okay. multiple times. Is there any other way out of this room? Just that front door. I don't like it at all. Okay. Uh, New people. All right, but I'm saying if you were conquered regime and you wanted to find the people who are going to resist your regime, I would go about it like spreading rumors about this is the place to join if you want to join the resistance and then put them in a barricaded room where they couldn't leave. But at the same time, if you were the head of the resistance and you wanted to hide your visitors so that they wouldn't get ambushed, you'd put them in a room where no one could see them and then Can protect you guys them. roll me in a post check? Okay. 
It's a persuasion on both sides, please. 25. Nine. You know what? He makes a valid point. Yeah, sure. Yeah, You're still enough. worried. So, Polka, I'm going to say that I'll allow you to prep an action if you want to. Okay. Bernice is in my hand, loaded, and I have both my eyes staring at the door. Okay. After a few more minutes, you hear some rapid footsteps and the door swings open. Carmine steps in, slams you behind him, and is like, fuck! And he immediately goes to his desk, grabs a cigar, grabs a bottle of scotch, kind of looks at you, Polka, with the crossbow, and he's like, the fuck is this? What do you mean, the fuck is this? What, where the fuck are we? Who is, what is that thing? Oh, he kind of smiles. He's like, oh, listen, that's a, that's a long story. And he walks over, and it reaches into his pocket and pulls out a lighter and lights his cigar. And he's like, well, uh, welcome to the new and improved Neverwinter, my friends, and random hippo man and strange lady. Hey, where's, this where's is, Alan? This is Paul. That's Juniper, and Alan is a sad story that we don't need to go into right now, but this is what we got. He looks crestfallen. He was real tight with Alan. Yeah, we're going to sort that out after we sort this out. So what has happened in Neverwinter? What the fuck is going on? Well, uh, as you'll remember uh, at the auction, I wanted to make sure that I'd never be vulnerable again after that whole Fiddlesworth debacle. So got myself a few of these guys, and he slaps the chest of the giant thing. Uh, and explains that he's got a small army of flesh golems that he's built that he can mostly control. Uh, <laughs> he's got uh, most of them in hiding, some in plain sight, but some elsewhere. But uh, yeah, he explains that the Unseen Hand attacked Neverwinter. Neverwinter put up a fight. Never Ember put up a decent enough fight. But without Von Strauss on site and without some of the other key defenders of the city, it fell rather quickly. Plus, the Unseen Hand are using tech that he's never seen before. It's so efficient, and it's brutal, and it's it's caused nothing but trouble. Since then, he's been trying to kind of rally the resistance. It seems the city's being turned over to the mercenaries. Things have actually gotten better since the mercenaries have come in. It was a member of the Unseen Hand, some VIP or lord who executed Never Ember, ordered the hanging of the judges. The mercenaries are they're rough, but they're not psychopaths compared to what, what immediately happened as the city fell. What happened with the rest of the population, though? Because all we're seeing are mercenaries, slaves to mercenaries or bad guys? Well, most of the population has been driven out. The mercenaries have claimed the city as their own. See, it all sounds so reasonable until you get to that last step. Hmm. And then it's just them taking people's shit for no reason, and that I find bothersome. So, what are you doing about it? Are you just surviving? Are you happy where you are? What's, hey, I've what's been the game slowly, plan? You know, I've been setting up networks. I've got some contacts, but it's hard. I mean, the old systems are gone. Here's what we know, and maybe we can pull some intelligence. From what we got from a guy we picked up, they're doing a handoff to the mercenaries in... How many days have we been traveling, Tom? Uh, it's probably tomorrow. Handoff off tomorrow of the whole city. Potatoes seems to be the one running the whole yeah, racket. Yeah, Commander Potatoes, I've seen him around. But the Grey Waters aren't all entirely on board on that. And the one thing that's keeping this alliance together is that the mercenaries aren't allowed to go near the Cloak Tower. Is that what yeah, they call yeah, it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's unseen hand territory. The Archbishop claimed that one as his own. The Archbishop? Some guy in a big hat came by early on. That yeah, sounds like an Archbishop. Yeah, right? They, they Stupid do, hats. They Actually, love those hats. You know what? I like this guy. This guy's all right. Yeah, also, real. I appreciate your moxie. I'd shoot some coming through the door, too. Yeah. Hey, you want a drink? Here's a drink. He pours you a drink. You know what? I'll have that drink. All right, great. Carmine. Yeah. Any last tips or pointers you'd give us before we come up with a plan? I, I want to do some consultation without you so we don't affect your network and you don't affect ours and we can figure out how this is all going to balance out. Uh, fair enough. But I do have a question for you. You guys want to take a look at one of the Unseen Hand's guns? Yes, oh, we do. Yes. I've been waiting for someone who wants to say that. So uh, he goes to the back and he pulls out a violin case. <laughs> and then he opens it. He takes a key out of the violin case and goes to the corner and opens a safe. And uh, inside the safe is 
one of the guns. So he pulls it out. It's a bit dented. It was clearly taken by force. And he goes and sort of puts it down on his desk. And he's like, all right, so obviously you folks are probably a little more traveled than me. You might have a better sense of uh, what's going on with this thing. All we know is that we can't get it to power up. But uh, this is what all the Unseen Hand are using. These things are vicious. Power up? Yeah, look at it. And he picks it up and it's just dead metal. Okay. Hmm. Can I examine, does it, does it look like it has the same kind of power mechanisms? Sure. So uh, let's, the, let's see. Say, can we put it on a table and we'll all take a look yeah, at it in yeah. our own ways? Sure. That's what I would like to see. So take a second to look at your skills. Let me know what way you'd like to examine it. For me, it's always insight. Like I, I want to take in it in as a whole, maybe pick it up, smell it. I might lick a part of it. Like I don't know what any of my actions are doing. It's trusting my gut until my brain puts together what it thinks is going on. Okay. I want to examine the small moving working parts of it mm-hmm. and kind of like manipulate them in a little bit so I can kind of get an idea of the mechanism behind the gun. Sure. I would like to use sleight of hand to do that. Yeah. Oh, love that. And I'm going to give you advantage because GIF are particularly good at guns. Great. And Quinny? I think I'm going to direct my investigation to Carmine himself. Ask him if he's seen these things in action. What's the story behind how he got this one? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Sure. And I just like to investigate kind of the mechanisms on the actual weapon, see if I'm comparing them to, comparing the, them yep. to what I saw from the, uh, the injector them? gun. The injector gun. Okay. Can everyone please roll me those checks? Let me know your numbers. 21. 20. I have 15. One. Natural? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a natural one. Oh, yeah. That's a natural one. So in no particular order, Butthole, you, you kind of pick the gun up and start examining it and like licking it and smelling it. And then you kind of think about it and you hand it off to Polka and he starts looking at it and, and working his way through it. Juniper, we'll get to what happens with you in a second. Quinny, you start talking to Carmine. Carmine, he doesn't want to go into too many details because he's still a wise guy. He basically explains that he managed to get the drop on an unseen hand guard. A few of his guys managed to kill the guard and get the gun. But he sent six golems in to do the job, and only two of them came back. That's really bad and ominous, but not specific enough for us to know what this gun can do if it hits you. Butthole, you're kind of reaching out with your arcane senses, as you often do with insight, without necessarily intending to. This thing feels completely devoid of magic. It just exists completely outside of that. You're not getting any of the normal senses you get off of it. Licking it tastes like well-oiled metal. Smelling it smells like a machine. But yeah, you're finding it's... It's it's not spell powerful. Uh, it's science powerful. Yeah, and, and it's not like this frame missing. It's just, it's an odd thing. And it's odd that your your senses aren't attuned to, to picking up what it is. Cool. Polka, for you, you start kind of examining it and looking at the mechanics. And you can see there's sort of a number of pieces that you recognize, either from musketry or from crossbow work. The mechanization of this thing seems to be very advanced. You can kind of tell, you know, the trigger. You, you can see very easily how you would use this, but it seems to be completely dead. You do find a small rectangle that looks almost like a a starter, but you jab it with your finger, you jab it with your thumb, and uh, nothing seems to happen. Hmm. It beeps twice every time you do it, but doesn't power up. Juniper. It's interesting because you roll to play with something dangerous and just don't think you're going to roll a one. (laughs) (laughs) And then it happens. When Polka passes it off to Juniper... You start doing the same sort of examination, and you remember on the injection gun, a lot of things seemed almost touch-sensitive, not Mm push-sensitive. So you place your thumb over the small pad, and because you're kind of being inquisitive occasionally as a a changeling, your body will adapt to things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And it's very subtle, but you can feel your thumb shift slightly, almost as if it's reacting to oils or something that's on the thing. Immediately the weapon powers up, and before you can stop it, it fires a blast. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. 
When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Hi, friends. It's me, Butthole, and I'm here to talk to you about how you can join some kind of Discord thing where you can talk with me and with Quinny and with Alan and with all of the other friends. There are even, like, Prince Mudbutts there and a bunch of other people. All you have to do is apparently become a patron of our ear plays. For one dollar, if you just do it one time, I mean, you should do more. Everyone's got a chip in at the fortress, but if you just do that one time, then you get to join a patron 
only exclusive Discord forever. Plus, you get pre-session chats and DM chats at the end of every arc of some show called Dum Dums and Dragons. They tell me it's related to me somehow, but I'm not really sure. So, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And if you pay that dollar to join that Discord, you get a chance for me to say hello, new friend, to you. So I need dexterity saves from, I'm going to say Butthole and Quinny, because Polka, you just passed a tour, so I think you're probably too close. For anyone within 10 feet of me, you can add three to your save, because I have an aura of protection. Nice. <laughs> 24. 17 for me. So you guys both dodge out of the way. The gun fires a blast. You hear like a, and it's just a straight blast of light. The golem explodes, and Carmine's like, oh, fuck. Yep, that's what they do. And he just comes over and takes it out of Juniper's hands. Why? Places it down on the table and it powers back off. Juniper keeps killing people she doesn't (gasps) want to kill. And I just collapse on the floor. No, Juniper, Juniper. Get up, Juniper. No, 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 I'm like like picking her up. It's a golem. It's not a person. That's a concept. It's like a robot. It's it's a fake person. I made him out of other dead guys. That's gross, but also true. You don't have to worry about that. That's not a living being. So didn't have like a soul. No, God, no. No, there's nothing in there. That is a godless monster. That is an empty husk of a turd. You don't have to feel bad about that one. it could have been someone You are correct. You need to be more careful. (laughs) But more importantly, how the hell did you shoot it? I literally just touched right here. I just... Press my thumb no, right, but, but he right pressed here. there and it didn't happen. So, did you do something with your thumb? I hate to ask. This makes it a race thing, and I don't mean for it to be a race thing. But knowing you're a changeling, did did something? Did you change something? What did you do? I mean, I could feel like there was something there. And looking back at all the times when we've seen the gun out in the street, was there a particular similarity between all the types of troops that had it versus the types of troops that don't? Only the Unseen Hand has it. So their troops in their livalry have these things, and not all of them do. Some of them are armed with swords and crossbows, but usually one in every patrol has one of these. Looking at it, I mean, you've dealt with a bunch of different weapons over the years, and Mm. it would seem that it's a lock of some kind. You're just not sure what. Mm. This is horrifying. Could these be Primed for changeling? No, because I, well, I don't think their entire army's changelings. That would be such a shift okay. for my parents. They honestly, uh. they'd never trust a tool that could impersonate another tool. They're too paranoid. This is an abstract guess, but here's my guess. If your thumb felt something and changed to it, what if these are tooled to whoever carries them? Oh, so they're like individually locked for each. Yeah, each, so for you, individuals. You, you take it off a guy, you can't shoot it. Only that guy can shoot it. Well, that would be great in maintaining well, the control over the tech so it doesn't fall into the hands of your enemies. Why would I be able to? Well, you said you felt something and then you changed. What if you just changed to match whoever it was there? If they've got like a oh. groove or something, could you have melted in in a way we couldn't? I could have. If this is a lock, as in a form of security, is this something that Quinny has any experience or has even heard? rumors about in your time thiefing like someone would have talked about this like it's a, sure. it's a tight enough community you've never heard of these this this seems completely new where the hell did this stuff come from can you roll me please butthole and queenie perception i guess 17 13 13 both of you do recognize this tech a bit and it looks very similar to the lab but that's Palantir or Plantier. Fuck, I can't remember what they're it's called. It's Plantier, Quinny, but you're doing great. Yeah, well, the thing is, Plantiers and Tinglers always have a history of stealing from each other anyway. So there's a chance they teamed up, but it, honestly, it's unlikely. We're all pretty murder-bound. So is it science or magic? This would be science. There's no magic in this at all. If there's one thing I know, right now I know one thing. I lick the hell out of that, and there's no magic in there. I would have such a tingle. That's an unfortunate thing with my last name, but honestly, I would have a tingle on my tongue if it was magic. Okay. So this is science. Fuck. 
Well, that means just any old clown can use these things, right? If they're if you got the right thumb, that's Isn't super that a not fun great. Thought? Just that's, want to point that out. That's not great at all. Oh, 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 oh! I think I have a plan. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is this is what happened. Sorry, you're not really used to this, but it tends to come to me out of absolutely nowhere and be really intricate. <laughs> this one's good. It involves all of our favorite things: deception, disguise, costumes, trying to team up with our enemies, and then playing them off against each other. Quinny winces. <laughs> so, Carmine, you're not a fan of this whole new takeover by mercenaries running the town, right? I mean, it's it's better than the unseen hand, but yeah. But what if we can get you neither? Like we just. I mean, I'd love neither. We'll clear the playing field, then we can have some. Some sort of election, deal with all that afterwards. Maybe be run by golems, honestly. Like, I mean, might be able to use uh, I have always fancied running myself a city. Now, if you want to run yourself a city, you will be your interim leader, and then you got to have a legit election because um, dictators are bad, as all politicians <laughs> he, are. He looks very shady. This, yeah. this is not. I'm aware, but I'm overlooking it because yeah. of necessity. Quinny is doing gym takes to all the cameras right now. <laughs> Carmine, can we use your golems? Yes. Okay, perfect. Here's what I think we need to do. Step one, we got to try to get a meeting with Commander Potatoes. And the only way I think we can do that, you play off of the truths you already have and build up. We can make ourselves a new faction. We come in as a new mercenary body who snuck ourselves in through the wall. We put together uniforms. We put them on ourselves. We put them on our gray water guides that we've got. And we put them on the golems. Then we say we're coming into town and we wanted to know what's going on. I get a meeting with Potatoes, Sam in charge, try to figure out where he's at philosophically and get a chance to throw some signals to the guys we think aren't really into this plan. If they're intractable, which honestly is pretty likely, oh man, this is where it gets crazy. This is where it gets crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is where the turn. Okay. Right now, Quinny. Yeah. You're a really good murderer, and you're really good at murdering in the dark. Right now, we've got one side of this battle that has super weapons, and the other side are all fighters. We can't clear this town out solo. We're great, but we're not that great. So we actually need them to fight each other. However, one side has weapons that they think only they can shoot, which is great because if we chop off the thumb of whoever we take the gun from, it'll still shoot. Mm -hmm. We get a uniform. We get a rifle. We can send Quinny around. And what's Quinny got to do? Snipe some random mercenaries overnight to foment the idea that the unseen hand aren't trustworthy. Look for scumbags, like somebody hitting a kid or slapping some woman around or something. Shoot them. They sound terrible. Okay. Then... We get the meeting the next day. What do we do? We also, you know, jack a couple of the uh, unseen hand guys, a couple of knives in the dark, get a little bit violent. So everybody's starting to turn on each other. The next day, maybe we can get some of our guys into that meeting. We want to blow things up. The only thing the gray water and the other mercenaries aren't allowed to do is fuck with that cloak of tower or whatever the shit it is. However, we've got a secret way in. And this makes me thoroughly uncomfortable. But here's what I'm thinking. Using the knowledge I've gained in the first 20 years of my life... I suit up as a priest of the god of war, top to sure? bottom. I don't like it, but I can put moonhammer symbols on the inside of the robes, and I can keep the armor because those fuckers fight. I'll braid the beard. I'll do the charcoal eyes. I'll look scary as shit. The Unseen Hand are terrified of those fuckers. I could probably get us into the tower. Maybe we get some extra guns. Maybe we do what we got to do, but we just blow up that meeting. If we can plant one of us looking like Unseen Hand and take a shot at potatoes in the middle of the talk where everybody's handing things over... Might be able to start ourselves a war. Worst case scenario, if they get through that talk, we ice a couple of people in the tower, steal whatever they want, then leave behind a couple of dead guys in gray water uniforms that we dress up. We'll just get the mercenaries to kill the unseen hand and the unseen hand to kill the mercenaries. 
we won through and just try to kill anybody who's fixing the fight. All Everybody right. here forced civilians out of their homes and ruined their lives. There's nobody in this town who's totally innocent. I have and if they no are, Carmine hang comes about killing people. Polko, these are a lot of your compatriots uh, and probably yeah. a lot of loyal men. How are you feeling about this plan? Well, I mean, I know for a fact that like the guy that we captured is a pretty good survey of what a lot of people are going to be feeling within the ranks, which is that they're not super on board with the direction that the company's taking. They'd rather this wasn't happening, but they are going to follow orders because that's what they know how to do. Regardless of that, when the, these people have like giant like death rays that could just blow up a golem or whatever else, in the event of an open war fighting between these groups, how is a city not just going to be a smoking pile of rubble at the end of it? Isn't that a concern? Like, well, I mean, even they, if we save the day and the town is is a cinder, have well, we I mean, really accomplished blew, it, anything? It blew up the golem, but it didn't blow up the room. We're not on fire. There's no hole in the wall. Like, they, they clearly use these things to clear the town. This town's not doing great. But right now, the, the options are clear it out or leave it to the mercenaries and let a whole bunch of people starve to death in the woods. Well, I think uh, there is another option. I don't know how we do this exactly, but rather than try to start an open warfare between two mercenary groups, if we can like find a way to replace potatoes with someone else who is more amenable to not owning the town, but rather going back to acting like a normal mercenary company. As soon as that happens, the mercenary alliance falls apart and then civilian ownership can return to the city. See, that's tempting, but then the city stays in the unseen hands hands. My parents really don't like a deal to go sour if that deal frees up their army. So my thought would be, we probably end up fighting them anyways. Carmine chimes in mentioning that the Unseen Hand does seem to be withdrawing, with the exception of the Cloak Tower, but the majority of their forces are leaving the city after the handover to Commander Potatoes. Where are they going? Waterdeep is under siege right now, mm. so a lot of their troops are being called that way, and it would seem that whatever they needed from Neverwinter, they've got. Why do they want to hold on to the Cloak Tower? Like, is it just, I don't know. Because there's something in there? Or like... There's some advantage to actually As having I said, it some dude in a pointy term. hat showed up. He spent some time there. It's a vaguely mysterious building. It is I've quite mysterious. spent some time in Neverwinter and don't know much about it myself. Uh, and it's like the Mage's Guild or whatever. Yeah, it legend has before. it. It blinked out of existence for a while, came back. There's a lot of weird shit in that tower. Okay. Juniper, how are you feeling about these, these plans? I just want to do what's best for everyone. Eventually, do we have to go to Waterdeep? Yeah, absolutely. We're trying to stop the Unseen Hand and my parents' invasion. So these are all ongoing fights. Wait, hang on a second. We might be overthinking this. If we could replace Potatoes with someone else who looks a lot like Potatoes and could give orders that are more amenable to what it is that we're hoping to accomplish here... We could probably do that without, you know, a whole bunch of cinders in the city and a whole bunch of dead bodies. Do you think you could do a potatoes if we could get that meeting we talked about? I need to spend some time in his presence. Yeah, but we can probably sort that out. I think okay. we could arrange that. We yeah. always said talk in step one, so yeah. we do our meeting. Yeah. I think we can still play the new mercenary company. It's yeah, a good I like bit. that part. That, work, that works out. We'll get our potatoes. Then, middle of the night, maybe we do a little potatoes ambush. If we could get some of those rifles, like we were saying with Quinny, I would like to be a little more upgunned. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pro that as well. If the Unseen Hand are holding the, the cloak tower and we take it from them, it shows the gray water that the Unseen Hand aren't hot shit, and it gives us a chance to rally them. Is there another way into the tower other than the front door? The Cloak Tower is a fairly mysterious building. Right. Um, Carmine spent years studying it, but back when Neverwinter was fully under control of Lord Neverember and everything else, it wasn't a place you could get in and out of. It was uh, pretty much off limits. So he's not sure, but he believes there may be, but it would likely be arcane and he doesn't dabble in that. Gollum's accepted. Well, we happen to have 
an arcane kind of dude. Think he'd get us into the door if we found an entrance in the sewers or something like that? Or do you think we could get a couple of unseen hand uniforms and I'll play the God of War priest and then we try to walk through the front door? Yeah, that seems more plausible. Sure, let's do that then. I'd really rather not lean on this uh, voice in my head. So The less I rely on him, the better. So we got to pick up a couple of laser guns, a couple of thumbs to go with the laser guns, a couple of uniforms... And then we can walk through and I'll play the priest. And we got to try to get in the cloak tower and figure out what we can do about the guns. We can try to do a meeting with potatoes and maybe sort that out afterwards. But it seems like the cloak tower is our big question mark. Because if we can turn those guns off, then we don't even need all the mercenaries with us. And it might mm-hmm. not destroy the city. And if the Unseen Hand and Greywater did go to war here, do you think Greywater would go up to Waterdeep? Before any of that afterwards stuff, because worry about, I think, yeah, we need to make sure that the land transfer here doesn't happen. Because the second that Potatoes and his regime is legitimized as being the owners of the city, you'll never get him out of there. So what time is it today, Tom? By now, it's, it's late in the evening. We need to move. We need to take a shot at the tower. At- do you need any, like, forged documents or anything to show your legitimacy? We don't know. This is where we got to scout it out. Okay. We got to have somebody get to where position where they can watch the door to figure out what it's like going in and out. Quinny's got to go score some uniforms. He's the only one who is legitimately sneaky enough to, I think, be able to take out a guy with a rifle. I'm a, a lot of things. I don't think sneaky would be a word. I would describe the giant hippo man. Um, but we do, again, have a shapeshifter. I feel like if you could like create a shape that was kind of incognito, you can kind of do a kind of flyby around the tower, see what kind of security system they got set up. Even dressing up as Echo, you could at least play that you're lost. Yeah. Like, play something innocent. Or if you got another one that you can sneak around as... Mm. Maybe if Juniper's not sneaky, you got anybody it's sneaky in there? Not that sneaky. I have a guy. He's a dwarf, though. That's fine. They're not Would racist that okay? here. That's, that would, listen, they have lizard people. This I mean, is pretty... he seems kind of confused and harmless. Yeah, I would say, yeah, confused dwarf Sounds works great. for me. Yeah, yeah, so you do that. And then Mr. Polka here can help me put together my disguise along with Carmine. Yeah, we'll have a makeover montage. <laughs> for my brain, you're doing confused dwarf recon. Quinny's grabbing uniforms. And guns. And thumbs. And thumbs, thumbs and thumbs. The guns. Thumbs and guns. It's a good band name. Thumbs and guns. And then Polka and Butthole are going to figure out the God of War disguise. And a disguise for Polka as well, in case we need something to hide the fact that he's a giant hippo man. I don't think he can blend in as an average soldier. Uh, yeah, probably not. Okay. I think I'm well known. <laughs> hey, aren't you the guy who was second in command just like a couple weeks ago? <laughs> hey, weren't you the vice president? Uh, nah, nope. I think no, you have a different Joe Biden. No. Um, <laughs> So, from there, your plan is to infiltrate the Cloak Tower as a priest of the God of War. And retinue. And retinue. So, with your plan in place, you all go about starting to achieve the tasks you need in order to assault the tower. So, Quinny, can you please roll me an investigation check at disadvantage? Can I sacrifice my inspiration to have it just be a straight roll? You sure can. Cool. 14. You're after guns, thumbs, and uniforms. I'm thinking a barracks where someone's not necessarily holding the gun I'm looking for. As you're following these guys around, you're noticing that they're very, very careful with the guns. There's no one guard by himself. Yeah, there's no guy taking a leak, you know, with with his gun against the thing. So what you're realizing is the way the patrols are working, there's one guy with a gun and then two guys armed with conventional weapons. Okay, so it's like a special unit. And there aren't many, so Mm -hmm. the unseen hand presence is pretty light. You do see a few around, obviously, but um, it's definitely a force that's withdrawing, not a force that is present and occupying anymore. Okay. You think it would be possible to get guns and thumbs, but it would kind of be a assault, a ruckus. assault a barracks kind of thing, yeah. not thieve it in the night. And we've got the land transfer coming up tomorrow, and our plan tonight is to attack the tower, so I don't think we're going to be attacking any barrackses. You can get uniforms, I'll say. The uniforms are easier to pick up because sure, yeah. no one's guarding uniforms, yeah, yeah. but they are guarding the weapons very, very carefully. And how about thumbs? 
<laughs> just a bunch of thumbs. Bag of thumbs. Where's, where's uh, Billy Fingers when you need him? Am I right, folks? Smash cut uh, back to the airship where he's, he's just rubbing one finger on the pane of glass of the picture of <laughs> Alan and Goblin Jr. in their nom days. Mm. A single tear rolls from his eye stalk down into his massive fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Cut back to you here. So I get the uniforms. Yep. I'm not going to risk. Take, you could take random thumbs if you want, but it would be same, same sort of issue. You'd have to kill some folks. Yeah. Take some stuff. So you get the uniforms and you head back to the base. Cool. God of War Disguise. What's the makeover song? I think it's Dragula. Rob Zombies. <laughs> By Rob Zombie. Dragula. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I've got my plate mail and we've crafted out of a set of curtains and other materials that we've had Carmine chase down for us. It's a red robe that sort of like hangs down the front and the back of the uniform. It's got a billowing cape. There's like a full hood I can bring up. But also the intricate thing that I really needed help with because they've got the symbol of the God of War on them and stuff. And all of the symbols on my armor we've had to trade out for generic pieces so it doesn't show Moonhammer. I'm wearing like a Moonhammer thing around my neck. I've drawn it on my legs, tattooed it under the areas where it would be inside the armor. But I've had to do elaborate braiding of my beard. So I have one long braid with a gem of some kind at the bottom of it and two shorter braids to both sides. And I've had to do black coal style eyeshadow all the way around the eyes. And it goes to like a point as the head goes back. It looks very Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil meets gold dust from <laughs> the early <laughs> WWE. Yeah, yep. So I'm, I'm decked out like that. And I've got the hammer and we've just sort of like wound it with red cloth. So it, it hides the symbols, but it Mr. still Min looks... Style. Yeah, it looks terrifying. And uh, Polka, how are you going to disguise yourself? Well, I think a, a standard gray water uniform. They have ones for people of my particular Absolutely. carriage. But it is the fact that I have the head and body of a hippo person is a little conspicuous. So I'm wondering if we can rig up some type of mask covering a good deal of my face. Not all of it, but a good deal. It's like hide some kind of like hideous war wound or something mm. like that. Bandages. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh. This is an elaborate setup, but I think we could do it if Carmine can help us. There are the deadliest, most capable warriors. They're always assigned to the highest ranking priests. They're called the War Sworn, and they're usually super huge, ultra badasses. They're in like gold armor with a gold helmet on them, and they all have very threatening names about their own prowess. And, and I think, looking at you, you're a big guy. We put that gold helmet on you. We give you a big sword, and we could just call you something like, I don't know, the mountain. And then you can go with me. And then it's <laughs> a super a easy walk in. original idea. Yeah, right? it'll just add so much more. I, I don't know. What do you think? There's got to be some sort of play on mountain. What are you feeling? That one seems too blunt. The hillock. There we go, the hillock. <laughs> So it will deck you out as the war-sworn paladin warrior of Listen, the God of War. I am all about someone handing me a giant helmet made of gold. That sounds fantastic. I'm on board. When he like walks in with uniforms, he's worked really hard at procuring, just drops them on the floor like, great, I'll be right back, I guess. No, no, no. Okay, Quinny, 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 where, where are the guns and thumbs, though? Can't get him without pissing off a lot of people and blowing this whole thing. Do you know what? That's fine. We're going to do the war-sworn thing, and we'll have you two in uniforms, and that'll be enough. Yeah, I believe that. That's fine, yeah. As you're talking about gold helmets, Carmine's just like, uh, he just opens the safe and just starts taking out bags of gold and putting them on the table, being like, fine, go buy your helmet. You want to be a star, don't, don't you? <laughs> Quinny, do you want to go do the deal? Because you're going to get us the best discount of anybody. Yeah. So, Quinny, you go and find one of your old fences, and it seems like they're still open because they look like a very legitimate shop. Mm. Uh, you walk in, you're like, I need a spooky golden helmet, please. And they're like, here you go. <laughs> and, and then full <laughs> body gold gilt body armor. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they give you kind of a combination they're in. It's not perfect, but it'll do. 
Right, right. Okay, thank you. It's not perfect, but it'll do. <laughs> How like life. So uh, you have the armor, you take it back, and you equip Polka. Juniper, mm-hmm. what do you look like as this dwarf? I'm like an 80-year-old dwarf who's like hunched over, gray, white hair and beard is just all over the place. I have one of those old grandpa argyle sweaters and like cute green <laughs> pants. Amazing. And I just seem very confused. Great. Can you roll me a deception check, please? Absolutely. 18 for deception. You're just stumbling around, looking confused. And the thing is, you can see a lot of the mercenaries coming and going are kind of like this guy. But what you realize very quickly is there were a number of people who just was too much hassle to get out of town. Mm -hmm. So you're harmless enough. You're not really stopping anything. So they kind of leave you to your own devices. You're able to quickly size up the entrance to the cloak tower. You can see unseen hand troops are positioned on either side of the door. Mm -hmm. You notice there seem to be shipping crates moving in and out, mostly moving in. It's all in the one entrance? That you can observe. So people keep bringing in heavy wooden crates Mm -hmm. at irregular intervals. The two guards at the door are armed with rifles. Going in and out, are the people just moving freely? People Um, who are going through, do do the guards, are they they recognized? They get checked at the door. It's a lot of like, oh yeah, bring in more. Okay, yep, great, carry on. Okay, I am going to walk up to the door and just see what happens. So I just very slowly start shuffling towards the door, kind of muttering to myself. Um, the two guards at the door immediately raise their rifles, and you can hear them powering up. Wait, who, who are, where am I? Step back. <laughs> I'm, where's back? Step back. <laughs> One of them fires a warning shot at your feet. It blows a fist-sized chunk of concrete Oh, and I fall, I fall backwards. <laughs> <laughs> they raise their aim slightly to still have a beat on you. Did I tell you about the time in the war when I... When I, well, I mean, I didn't go to the war because my wife wouldn't let me. She said I was too old already. It was three years ago. (laughs) I'm lost. (laughs) They both fire at you. One of them misses. One of them hits you. And you take 22 points of damage. (laughs) Shit. Oof. These guys are soulless if they're not. I think I'll leave now. (laughs) That would be best. I don't know where to go. And I just start wandering. (laughs) I just (laughs) start stumbling off. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilmer accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now, they're stuck with each other, and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them, and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here. 
with me to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Stop, popcorn! Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted. We Fix Space Junk is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your interest with Automicon.